Hello, greetings and salutations. Welcome to this grand day out, but in, but it's not out. So this time we're doing things a little bit differently. There should be a mat featuring properly for the first time on a grand day out episode. Are you there, Matt? Speak to me. I am here and I am definitely inside. Hooray! It works. Yay! The internet is a wonderful thing, isn't it? It, it can be, yeah. <laughs> so for those of you watching on Twitch right now, he has done an amazing job of cleaning everything up and making it all look shiny and professional, and it's great. Although his picture looks like he is actually outside, rest assured he is inside. Yeah, slight technical difficulty of simply I don't possess a webcam at the very moment and I'm using my other devices for other purposes, so... You'll have to just assume that there I am on a little island getting burnt. <laughs> so seeing as this is a grand day out, but in, but out, but, but definitely Shake it in. all about. Yes, do the hokey cokey. Is there, is there anything kind of that you've been doing within the last, I don't know, I can't remember the last time I did a, a grand day out episode, I suppose it was about two, three weeks ago. In the intervening weeks, I... Um, replayed Resident Evil 3 Remake and finished that again just because my total run time on that game is about 38 hours now I've played it that much that's um, a worrying indictment I quite like it despite the hate <laughs> do you know what actually I did very nearly buy that today because I, I went outside and ventured the germs I actually went to Tesco's today and uh, yeah, I very nearly bought that Tell you what I did get while I was there, on completely unrelated tangent. What um, is RE3 retailing for, then, in a Tesco supermarket chain? Obviously, other places are available, but Tesco's retailing it for £22. That's not bad. Yeah, I'd, £22 for a roughly six-hour campaign. Yeah, I'd pay that. Yeah, so I did very I nearly... More. I did very nearly buy it, but I decided against it. And instead, I purchased... Alien on the Blu-ray because it was a fiver and it's the 40th anniversary edition and it has it's got the original theatrical cut it's got the 2003 director's cut by Ridley Scott it's got all the intros all the other sort of gubbins that has been around for many many years now at this point in time and it's got some lovely art cards in here as well which I didn't realise they had when I bought it but I, I do now are they like um, postcards? Um, yeah, kind of. They're, they're quite actually. They're really cool. I haven't really looked at them. Um, bear with me. A live yeah. unboxing. There's one. That's the poster. You've In got space, one. No one can hear you scream. You've got the universe trembles. That's quite cool. I've never seen that art before. Really like that. That's really cool. So this has um, all got like a huge sort of seventies vibe. Oh Be- yes, before fantastic. it was Amazing. franchised. Yeah, and then there's the last one, which is really sort of scream seventies at you. That says a word of warning on it. So check out the pop art style on this one. Unfortunately, for those of you who are listening at home, you won't be able to see them. I might put some pictures up on the Twitters or on the Facebook, so you can have a look at those at your own leisure. But yeah, those are that definitely does invoke the seventies. Yeah, it's definitely very 70s, very, very sort of uh, late 60s pop art sort of thing. It's really cool. 
Yeah, I don't know based off that pop art whether I, if I was there at the time, whether I would have gone, yep, that's a movie for me. I don't know if that poster art would have quite sold it. Yeah, I don't even know uh, whether these were sort of just promo uh, sort of bits of art or whether they were actually used as actual posters and things like that. I'm not entirely sure. But either way, I can still appreciate kind of... um, the look of them they're really really cool and for a five of for the dubbed 40th anniversary edition and I don't own it so I was all in for it so yeah what else are you even spending cash on do you know what what I think we should probably talk about Bandcamp Friday let's do Bandcamp Friday because you, you that's a nice little uh, tenuous segue so for so, those of you who are listening and I've never listened before, and this is your first episode. Thank you very much for choosing AFS. Second of all, Bandcamp Friday is during the coronavirus pandemic and things like that. A lot of bands haven't been able to get out on the road and make the majority of their money through touring and things like that. So Bandcamp have very nicely stepped in and gone, do you know what, for one day a month, we'll waive all of our fees and you can you can have all of the fees on the set day of the month and they've been doing this they did it for the majority of last year and they've started doing it again this year uh, so Friday just gone for date and timestamp purposes we are the 7th of March it's a Sunday so Sunday fun day Sunday for indeed indeed Sunday fun day I bought a couple of bits <laughs> I, I don't really know where to start to be honest because I bought I bought a lot when you say a couple of bits, do you mean a couple of bags full? <laughs> no, no. I bought seven this time around. Seven Isn't... bags? No, not seven bags. Seven albums slash EPs slash whatever. So the first one we should probably talk about. See, last month when I did this, I didn't do this on Twitch. I did this in a subsection of the internet and everybody got to hear it. So the one of the things I come out with last month that people really enjoyed was a band called Shit Piss. Really? Yeah, so I bought Shit Piss, but I said last time that they had a second album that, for love nor money, I couldn't find on Bandcamp. Well, I found it. <laughs> um, it, it was under a different name for whatever reason. There's actually two two Shit Pisses on there for whatever reason. So this is DIY or Stones. Uh, it's a lot heavier than the first one. The first album really, to me, sounded a lot like Tony Hawk Pro Skateboarder sort of punk, pop punk sort of thing. So that was quite... I really like that, actually. That was great. And everybody who heard it with me last time really, really sort of dug that. Uh, this time around... I liked it, don't get me wrong, it's a lot harder, but I don't think it has as many catchy tracks as the self-titled debut did. It's still worth checking out, though. It's uh, our boy, Captain Shitpiss, from the Norwich. <laughs> because, of course, all of the talent seems in the UK seems to gravitate towards Norwich. I, don't I know like why. Norwich. It's, it's a nice enough place to stroll around and see things. Really dig that. Worth checking out if you like indie punk sort of thing. Definitely worth a look. Next one I bought. You, this will be relevant to you, Matt, because you'll actually know this one because you'll go, I know that one. I know that one. I haven't said it yet. 
So I bought uh, Shay Amy Dorval's latest album, EP, who is best known for recently for Casualties Are Cool and working with Devin Townsend a lot. So I think she featured on one of our very first Grand Day Out episodes with the album Between the Walls and the Wind. She's put out an album called Sad Songs for Quarantined Lovers. Last year, she obviously she's an out-of-work musician because a lot of her sort of income came from touring and that. She recorded a set of covers done in her own inimitable style. And it's really, really good, really chilled, relaxed music, really breathy vocals and things like that. I really dug it. Standout track, though. It's a cover of Strapping Young Lads, if you can imagine that, done in an acoustic style. I like little nice remixes and... Uh, no, it's not so much remixes as a... Cover. A cover using a different genre. Mm. I, I like that. But it's... And yes, I have heard of her. Yeah, but it's kind of... It's the fact that she's done it all... She's done it acoustically, and if you know Strapping Young Lad and Devin Townsend, a lot of his music is heavy almost again kind of is it's heavy but it's got the melodic lines in it as an acoustic piece it's actually really really good and her vocals are just absolutely breathtaking on it so it's definitely worth seeking out should you get a chance i think it was name your own price or something like that so i gave what i felt was justified anyway so number three number three what's number three on the list number three i hope we're i hope we're keeping keeping count so another one three mop 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 so another one I bought is an EP this time around by a band called Ginger, not 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 Ginger Wildheart or or the Wildhearts or Hey Hello or anything that sort of. Uh, so I bought their album from 2019, I believe it was. It's called Micro. Good lord, it's fucking heavy. <laughs> it's so heavy, it just beats you in the face. You know, kind of these YouTubers online, they go, "Will it gent?" I'm sure you've probably seen those. Just imagine a whole album like that, but with the most aggressive screaming woman you've ever heard in your life on vocals. Ah, so I like being at work, then. <laughs> if you've got screaming women at work, then I think we need to have a chat. <laughs> it pummels you in the face. I can't remember how I heard about them originally. I think it's possibly where I was part of a uh, subscription radio station that I'm no longer a part of. I think they must have played a couple of tracks and Jesus. <laughs> I I regret nothing. It's great. They've also got an album as well called Macro that they, they go to see what they did there? Micro? Macro? Do, do you see? I see. He sees, he sees. Good, good, good. So that is definitely worth a look should you get the chance as well. So that's number... Are we counting, children? Number three. <laughs> number four. I think we'll do these ones together because they're by the same band. So I went on over to the Sharp Tone Records page on Bandcamp and discovered that there is actually an album by a band called Holding Absence. They've got their debut album on there, and my word, it is fantastic. So Holding Absence... They're, they're a bit strange to kind of explain their sound without really having people hear them. So it's kind of a cross between, 
I, I really don't know. They're kind of theater-esque, but they've got a lot of keyboards and kind of drones in the backgrounds and things like that. But they, it's catchy, don't get me wrong, but it's not in the same kind of vein as feeder. It's, it's more heavier, but it's got a lot of punch to it. And it's, yeah, it's really, really good. They're, like I say, they're, they're a pretty new, no, they're a new band, I should say. Well worth the $9.99 for that one. And then I realised that as well on Shark Tone's records page, they had a Loathe and Holding Absence uh, split EP. And that had the track Saint Cecilia on it, which is how I originally heard of Holding Absence. And I, I just love that track so, so much. It's the main reason why I, I kind of got into them through that. But speaking about Loathe on this, um, not Loathe, Loathe, L-O-A-T-H-E, not, not like a bread, you know. Bread. Yeah. But loathe, I can give or take them. They're, they're heavy in a different way. Again, it's fine. It didn't really kind of tick any boxes for me, though. Unfortunately, it wasn't really doing it. No, no, not really. I mean, as good as it was, don't get me wrong, it wasn't doing anything for what, me. What? What did it need? I. What was it lacking? I think it was lacking sort of catchiness because none of it really got stuck in my head, which is kind of the thing I look for in music it can be heavy as you like but if it's got a hook or a melodic line or like a shout along chorus or something that's going to get kind of stuck in your head it it would be more memorable Mm, fair enough then fair enough so so what's number six so very last one what was that's number seven it will be number seven because I put in the other two together I banded them together so I can't do maths at the weekend (laughs) No, you're fine. So normally, regular viewers and listeners know that I like to buy... Haribo. Just No, not Haribo, just weird. And So last month, we had Gimli's Son of Glowing. I think the month before, we had Cage Grind Noir and things like that. So you're going, Dave, what, what have you found this time? Yeah, Dave, what have you found this time? <laughs> Can I introduce you to... The Alex Jones Prism Planet. No, I'm I'm kind of worried to say yes. Please do introduce me. I'm, <laughs> I'm a bit concerned again. Um, I, I fear I fear that you're about to tell me anyway. I, I am going to tell you anyway because I can't believe that this exists. I'm going to be honest with you. The little biography on Bandcamp. I'll, I'll read it for you. It's T A J P P is a metal project dedicated to. And fronted by the man, the myth, the legend who is Alex Jones, reclaim your humanity. I feel none the wiser. We're talking Alex Jones from the Info Wars, the Screaming Man. Oh, is that is that like um, the Microsoft Wars and the Console Wars? No, Info Wars was oh. a very far right wing new show where Alex Jones claimed that they were turning the frogs gay and. Alexa, are you working for the CIA? He's a very, very outspoken man. Uh, That's putting it politely. So the Alex Jones Prison Planet is a band that have short, stabby, crushing metal tracks with him (laughs) just ranting and raving over the top of it. And it is just, I don't even know... But based on everything you've just told me, why did you buy this? 
because I couldn't believe it existed. I had to I had to hear it to believe it and I'm gonna show up the artwork now on on Twitch. I hope it's gonna come out. Um check this out. There's a bit Again, of a delay. I now can believe even less now can I believe that you brought that <laughs> based upon all that visual. So what we have here is a person on a crucifix an angry man with a very big, what looks to be a sniper rifle, potentially a HGS-1, Metal Gear Solid style, a semi-auto racket sniper rifle. Uh, he's in a suit and jacket, no tie, messy bastard, and he has horns and pointy elvis, so, and it's all black and white, hand-drawn, uh, uh, sort of shaded in by pencil. Don't forget the Death Metal logo in the top corner of the Alex Jones prison. And there's player. some red nonsense in the top corner that I can't actually read. Not because it's a fuzzy stream, but purely because it's gibberish. <laughs> so, shall we move along? Because you're speaking about him far too much. I am. I think we should move along to the very last thing. It's tangentially related to Bandcamp Friday. Though. Okay, hit me. Okay, so remember Clown Call? Yes. They they cropped up again yes a couple of days ago they put out a video on YouTube and I got very very excited seeing that in my notification feed. Oh dear! They have put out a video called three one two four and there is a link to a website called OpenSea.io. You click on this link in the video and it takes you to a website where it looks like they've made their own cryptocurrency and they are. Currently, doing auctions for them. So they're clearly fans of Elon Musk. Then I I don't know. I'm I'm all for them trying to make money in some variety, but it's a bit. I mean, I I weird. I don't know. Odd, peculiar. I don't know how outside of their remit. I mean, yeah, but I only bring it up because when you click on when you no 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 when you click on one two three and four on this page it takes you to new music yeah and I think as per one of our previous discussions it's not really music <laughs> is it it's it's darker this time around and I'm I'm all for it oh no it's heavy it's heavier so yeah I'm really looking forward to hopefully I'm hoping they put it on Bandcamp and I'm hoping to get my my grabby little mitts on it at some point in the not so distant future oh dear oh dear oh dear oh dear <laughs> So with all the Bandcamp stuff out of the way, I think I should shut up for a bit. And please, Matt, what what have you have you got anything? Because there's a reason why you're here. Obviously, have you got anything to bring to the table for me? I do not so much that I purchased it so much as I have now completed Wandavision. Ooh! So before we go any further, I'll say I won't be offering any spoilers at all because I hate spoilers and. You know, if I if I had something spoiled by me, I'd be very angry. So, I won't be spoiling anything for anyone that listens or is watching us at the moment. But I will comment that I completed it. I did sort of seven episodes uh, last weekend on the Sunday evening, and then this uh, very Friday I watched the final two episodes in a marathon style. I really enjoyed One Division. I think saying that they had approximately $25 million budget per episode probably tells you all you need to know about the production values and how great it looks. It does not look anything like, say, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which some of the CG or special effects look very um, 
I'm going to use the phrase 90s to describe that whereas this you sort of look and go this is just a film that's been chopped into 30 minute segments more or less and put out into the world I really enjoyed it I can see that they've taken a lot of time they've pulled inspiration from a lot of sources um, based on how great that was Roll on Bucky and the Falcon and then leading all up towards Loki really which is out the free series that is happening and has announced that's the one I'm looking forward to most See, that's quite surprising because, I mean, I'm not really... Obviously, I talked about this. Yeah, but it's, I, got, I did... it's got Owen Wilson in it, the Loki wow. one, isn't it? And he's going to go, wow! wow. <laughs> I think I talked about it on possibly a Grand Day Out episode where Disney Plus kind of flopped out their massive content dick and was like, look at this! And I think I was pretty ambivalent on the kind of Bucky and the Winter Soldier series I don't think Loki really did a lot for me but the fact that because I know I think you shared that opinion originally and the fact that you've watched WandaVision yeah. has, uh, it's kind of made you change your mind which was the one yeah WandaVision was the one I was least interested yeah. in and possibly because I was least interested that's why I really enjoyed it Yeah. but if they just take the sort of production values the quality of story um, and everything involved and they carry it across those newer those shows to come should be very good especially where sort of based upon the trades it looks like Bucky and the Winter Soldier looks to be more inspired by uh, Captain America 2 the Winter Soldier it's going to have more of a sort of a spy vibe which I think could work quite well as a miniseries yeah I could see that um, and as for Loki it just looks like it's going to have all sorts of timey-wimey nonsense and world-hopping and nonsense and Loki being very cheeky again, which I think would just be quite amusing. I'm getting a vibe from Loki. I'm getting a vibe of kind of Quantum Leap style. I'm hoping that that's what it's going to be, I, but I don't oh, think it will be. Oh, oh my. Yes, I'm down for yeah. that. Uh, yeah, Loki now has to be Quantum Leap, and at the end of every episode he has to say the catchphrase. <laughs> WandaVision, well worth a watch. I recommend, as and when time permits, getting on to Disney+, Plus, accepting the massive Disney money dick and in <laughs> thoroughly enjoying it, to use your metaphor. The big Disney Plus content dick is it's astounding. I mean, none of those Star Wars series just didn't really kind of take my fancy, but a lot of those Marvel ones, I but must then... admit, were pretty much... were. We're feeling, we're making my nipples hard. I'm gonna say it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so then you go. Yeah, like I say, I wasn't overly interested in the Mandalorian, and then they smashed it. Yeah. And then based on WandaVision, they've smashed that as well. Yeah. Just roll on, uh, Bucky and the Falcon, which I believe is at the end of this month, unless schedules have uh, drifted. I further. was looking earlier, and I believe yeah, it is March the nineteenth or March the twentieth or something. Like that, it's definitely towards two to three weeks. Yeah, it's about two, three weeks. Yeah, it's about two, three weeks. It's not Mm -hmm. long now. So, um, have you watched anything like Ash versus the Evil Dead at all? Um, Perhaps only the two that you forced me to watch. (laughs) Yeah, because you're you're now officially like six years behind, Uh, and for someone that's a fan of horror stuff and a fan of Bruce Campbell, it's shocking that you've still not watched those. I've ordered them on Blu-ray. I'm getting them this week. Good. So I expect they'll be complete by the end of next week. (laughs) 
we'll we'll see work and podcast schedule permitting we, we will see how far we get into that Go, going tangentially back to massive content dicks do you know what got announced uh, not long after the previous Grand Day Out episode went out was it this Sony State of Play uh, it wasn't but I mean yeah let, let's talk it let's, let's talk State of Play yeah. Sony State of Play I, I, so what is it I'm going it, it it's Sony going. Here's what's up and coming. Cool. Um, check out our content, Dick. As <laughs> that's a metaphor we really need to move away from. <laughs> yeah, essentially, it's Sony going. Here's our status quo and everything upcoming for the next few months. Um, they're starting to be doing them more and more frequently, which is good. I think it's because simply conventions haven't been a thing, um, such as E3 or all those other things. And I think in the years gone by, they were pulling out of those sort of. Um, functions anyway but essentially they announced a few things and of their announcements a few caught my eye so I thought I'd just reel them off to Go you for it. Um, essentially they've popped a lot of stuff on YouTube that can be watched on their official channel um, I know that you won't have caught the Sony State of Play because uh, I believe it occurs um, at a time that's not convenient for us here, us here in the UK I caught... So, one of the first things... Yeah, go go for it. Hit hit me with your facts. I caught a little bit of it kind of after the fact, after the fact uh, with the biggest announcement, which I'm assuming we've got to lead with it, being Final Fantasy VII with, Remake. For, for yeah. seven. It's on this... Yeah, Integrate. Yeah, Integrate on the PS5, and it has bonus Yuffie DLC thing. Um, yeah, it's pretty sweet. Cool. Well, I guess I'm. Um, yeah. I I think the other cool thing is that Final Fantasy VII Remake is free on PS Plus at the moment for PS4 users. Yeah. So I've downloaded that, so that's pretty nice and coincides with this announcement pretty well. Um, the only downside is of the PS Plus version that I myself have downloaded is it doesn't have the upgrade thing linked into the standard purchased ones. Yeah. So as and when more stuff becomes available, I'd have to pay that an additional fee for that. So it's fair whereas enough. I've got it, so I do in- on disc, and I'll yeah. be able, I'll be eligible for when and if I get a PS Five, I'll be able to upgrade my copy. Yeah, and I believe as and when they bring out further elements and stuff, you should be able to acquire that. With a bit of luck, I think. Um, moving away from Final Fantasy Seven, then one day I will finish the original Final <laughs> Fantasy Seven. I will finish the first disc. Um, a couple of the other things they announced of interest to me personally were new sort of cinematic trailers for Kenner Bridge of Spirits. Now, do you recall we discussed this when we watched the original PS5 announcement stream and we did a podcast episode relating to I it? I vaguely recall it, but I'm not sure it ended up in the episode, but yeah. Don't tell me you I can't, can't remember. It is the one where it's sort of a fantasy-style game and your main character has a spear very akin to what Loki carried. Yeah, oh, it rings has sort of a cartoony aesthetic. Uh, we now have a release date of August. Oh, okay. And it does look really good. And my understanding is that's also dropping on PS4 as well. Cool. Though I don't know if I'd pick that up on PS4 because any cross-generational games, you always are disappointed having the uh, older-gen version. Mm. Just never performs as well as the next gen version, or sorry, not next gen, current gen as it's now referred yeah. to. Look at Cyberpunk 2077. 
it made me laugh because I, um, you know that you can't buy that for PS4 mm. anymore. When I when I may have been browsing online uh, on Jackamo of all places, <laughs> they actually are selling the disc version of the PS4 game in in a sale. How much? Thirty seven pounds. No, thank you. Firstly, I was like, why did they not return that to uh, CD Projekt Red? And secondly, are you joking? That's far too much money still. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Another game that they re- released another trailer for was called Returnal. That was the one sort of set in the space, dystopian future, almost a run and gunner style that's been pushed back to April. Oh, because it was coming out soon. I think I saw bits of that. It's kind of the uh, oh god, it, isn't that not the death loop one? The 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 loop one, you you die and you keep going back to the same day. Is it that one? Uh, Returnal? No, I don't no? think it is. No, no, okay, no. Well, it might be, but the trailer didn't really cover any of that. Shows you how much attention I paid. Uh, really, the next two bits from the state of play I thought were quite amusing. First, the first one that's not much of interest because you can't actually buy a PS5 for love nor bloody money at the moment. <laughs> Fuck you, scalpers. Is Crash Bandicoot's got a PS5 date now? Uh, I... And it will come with improved load times, resolutions, and all of that good stuff. Yeah, great. Yay, but I've, so I've moving along, the next thing. Oh no. Oh, you want to discuss no, it? Not, no, not okay. really. Okay, so the next thing... <laughs> moving along. Yeah, please. The next one is that Oddworld Soulstorm comes out in April. Okay. It's Oddworld. Yeah, the new Oddworld game. It's Oddworld. Yeah. I did very nearly sort buy... snuck up on us. I did very nearly buy New and Tasty the other day, which is the remake of the original one on PS4, because it's like £3 or something at the moment. I must admit. That's a good price. Buy it. And am I right in thinking that? Buy it now. Am I right in thinking that that one is going on to? Uh, are you getting it? Is it going on PS PlayStation Plus as well in April? Or did I invent that? I'm not. Uh, you may have invented I may that. Have I know that it should be PS4 and PS5. Mm. But again, I wouldn't buy it on last gen. I'd try and get it current gen. Yeah. If I could actually get a PS5. Yeah. Um, yeah, so really those were the highlights from the state of play. But no, I sort of jumped in with that, but I know what you actually did want to bring up that you'd seen. I would have thought this got uh, would have got more buzz online than it did. And that is the announcement of Paramount Plus... Which, well, from what I can tell, is a rebranding of the American CBS All Access app. Yeah, the interesting thing is you said it should have got more buzz. I completely missed this entirely till you told me that it was a thing. Yeah. I had no idea about it. Completely missed me. And for the longest time, I kept referring to it as Panasonic. That's how up-to-date I was with it. <laughs> Panasonic and Panda Bears. Also Pandemonium, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Following on the heels of HBO Max, Disney Plus, Netflix, Amazon Prime, everything under the sun, Paramount have gone, we should probably get in on this streaming game properly as opposed to CBS. I think CBS All Access is going to be included in Paramount Plus in the States, which is good because, yay, CBS, if you like your Star Trek, I think in America all of these Star Treks are on there at the moment. I think Picard's on there, Discovery... I think possibly the animated one that's not long come out. 
Lower deck. Below deck. Lower decks. That's the one. Well, that all sounds great, but we won't get that in this region. No. Well, I th- I'm thinking they're rebranding because they want to launch it worldwide, but I, I don't know. So, a couple of things, sort of sporty-wise, which don't really sort of matter. Uh, if sports. sports! Check out that sports ball. Do sports! You're going to be able to watch any of the CBS NFL games that are broadcast on CBS. You're going to be able to watch them on Paramount+. Plus. Yay. You'll get in a couple of uh, documentaries as well. One about uh, Sir Alex Ferguson, who's the Man United manager. Cool, if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, moving away from sports now. So the Smithsonian Channel have commissioned a series about Watergate. So that will be worth a watch, I think. <laughs> I'm feeling you were going to do that. So far, you've not sold me on this. So thing. we're going to get into more of the heavy hitters now. When when Paramount Plus launches, uh, I think it's kind of da 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 da. Uh, starts. Oh, it's actually started uh, March fourth. It it rolled out in the states. So supposedly, there's going to be a film library of about seven hundred plus Miramax films. Mm. Well, you have to think a lot of the Miramax titles were probably in lim- limbo because uh, the company went bust, so they probably sold the film rights. I reckon by the end of late spring, you're going to be able to get more than 2,500 films to stream, including James Bond, Hunger Games, Adam's Family. This is good, but I dare say for anybody in different regions, we're either going to not get this service at all, or we're going to get a very different selection of stuff but yeah okay they're finally gonna put out a quiet place 2 which was due to come out last march uh they put a date on that that is within the next week or two that's coming exclusively to paramount plus you've got mission impossible 7 it's going straight to paramount plus once it's finished its theatrical run you're gonna get okay you're gonna get the snake eye spin-off you're gonna get top gun maverick on there clifford the big red dog the film that's a thing have you seen the trailer for it if you haven't I will send it to you because it is the the strangest thing I have ever seen they've not made it uh, I have they've not I have not is he not that big <laughs> he's a, he dog. a dog he's is big he not red? he's red but they've gone ultra photorealistic and it just looks wrong yeah it looks oh. wrong why why didn't they just take the existing cartoon and just make a I theatrical don't... length why did they have to go and spend know. money on it? Uh, they've also announced that they're going to be making original movies exclusively. So they are doing new Paramount Paranormal Activity. They're doing another Pet Cemetery. Mm. They are spinning off as well. They're producing limited series based off of films. So they're doing a making of the Godfather movie, documentary miniseries. They're doing a... Well, the the Godfather thing, sorry, just to rewind a bit, that'd only be interesting if it covers the new yeah. Coda and the decision behind the scenes on that. It'd only be interesting if it covers that. Personally. So, they're, like I say, they're doing a prequel to Greece called Rise of the Pink Ladies because reasons. Yeah. They're doing a flash no. dance drama series no. because reasons... Oh, was that I'm set modern I day? Don't, I don't know, but they've already remade Flashdance. Contemporary. Or they already remade Flashdance, didn't they? So, 
so far I'm very underwhelmed and I'm waiting for you to drop what the price point is on this so, so I can ridicule they're bringing back Frasier uh, they're going to have uh, Kelsey Grammer's coming back they haven't said anybody else is coming back which kind of just boggles the mind yeah that's that's, uh, that's annoying. they've announced they've got the rights to Halo so they're doing a Halo TV series coming out in 2022 oh, you've no. then got Basically, what they're doing is just making all the shit that everybody else refused to do. That one, when, when all of this stuff was pitched to other companies for option and then that, everyone else went no, and this company's just got. There's a new Reno Nine Eleven TV uh, film coming, where they're going to look at QAnon <sighs> because reasons. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling really tired. There is some now. good stuff hidden in there, like the next one. Is is there? Can, can, can you name film? some? There's a, a fairly right, amusing. Okay. Yeah, fine, good, good. So, so one thing. There's from a the fairly amusing trailer for it actually. Ah, Nickelodeon's part of Paramount. They're going to have seven thousand episodes of everything. So here's what you might like. You'll find quite interesting. It's the launch of Avatar Studios. Okay. Which is the universe yes. of Avatar: The Last Bender is going to expand into a new series, short form content, spin-offs, and theatrical films, all exclusively on Paramount Plus. Which makes me think: Didn't they announce as... a live action thing over at Netflix for Avatar not long ago? Yeah, and what happened was the pro- the original creators had a disagreement with Netflix, mm. and they walked away. That they basically went. We can understand this as a new adaption, but you're not listening to us. And they just walked away and went, we're well, mm. having nothing to do with it. Which is a shame because I really like uh, For Last Airbender and Legend of Korra. Um, so potentially they could do some good stuff here if it's got the original creative team on board. If it doesn't, we'll just file that under our. I'll pretend that I'll file it under a label of, nope, that doesn't exist. Anyone that <laughs> says it exists is a liar. That's true. Uh, they're, they're declaring themselves the home of Spongebob because they're going to on the day it launches on March the 4th which has been and gone uh, they've got all of the episodes of Spongebob they've got the new Spongebob movie uh, which I think is called Sponge on the Run which I think was on Netflix over here I think I um, reviewed in an episode a couple of months back as well it's fine uh, the new series called Camp Coral Spongebob's Under Years it's Spongebob as an infant yeah so so it's okay. a prequel so they're basically doing American Pie the prequel movies now uh, we're pretty American much American Pie that way. Band Camp yeah uh, Star Trek Prodigy an animated series from the producers uh, it follows a new generation yeah and it's yeah. solely for kids yeah. but it's, it's just going to have Patrick yeah. Stewart in it going shut up Wesley mm, you wish <laughs> yeah and they're doing another Star Trek show as well aren't they when it's going to follow um, is it Captain Pike as a new captain so for your benefit he's the guy from the new new trilogy of films who inspires Captain Kirk to join Starfleet by going yeah your dad was the best captain ever for like five seconds or whatever so they're going to do a thing to follow him and I'm just like no I just I just don't care I want a new Star Trek series 
that is actually set further in the future. So after the next generation, after Deep Space Nine, why can't we have something further further from the future, which has got even new things? Because like the '60s version had all this great innovation stuff that's eventually become reality. The next generation, all that's had all this uh, innovative stuff that's become reality. Like they had iPads and that before iPads. Like they had voice communications and wireless stuff and all that. Why can't we get some creative people to go, right, what would it be like in 200 years further on from that or 300 years further on from that? What kind of crazy tech and space shenanigans would we be up to then? Why can't we get something like that? I'd rather see something like that than just the same old sort of stuff retreading the same sort of time periods it's time for it to move on a bit more hmm. I mean I can't I can't argue with that ah good so interestingly I'm trying to get on the website to look at um, prices it's not coming up and is it it's saying not available in your region we're not telling you money um, basically all it's saying is uh, anyone address to stay up to date on Paramount News which I'm assuming means they are getting ready to launch worldwide. Yeah, again, I think that's going to have a drastically reduced thing because, like I say, well, we've already got established contracts in different regions for shows. They're going to have a very small list initially. Do you want to know what my largest issue with this is? What's that? Why do I have to have a subscription to 20 different fucking services <laughs> to watch the, few, the three or four shows I actually want to watch? This was the problem when everything was on like network TV or satellite TV. You'd have to pay for subscriptions to all different sort of combinations of packages. And all of this internet streaming stuff's gone exactly the same way. Yeah. Like in the UK, we had something called Now TV where I could just pay for, I want to watch that season of that show. I could pay for that and not have to pay for anything else. That was a brilliant model and it just doesn't seem to have worked. Mm. And like these companies wonder why pirates are running around going yaha fiddle It's because there's now twenty different services that all cost like ten, like say ten quid a month here or ten dollars a month, whatever the exchange rate is. You're like, this is now costing me more than what my satellite TV or cable TV package would have cost a few years back. Yeah. You bastards! I can I can see the advantage of having. Cut it out. I can see the advantage of having all of these streaming services, but again, it's knowing which one you're going to go for, and obviously, brand deals, exclusivity rights. So, for example, I I want my Marvel. I want my I want my MTV. Not really. I want my Marvel or whatever. I have to go to Disney Plus, Disney Plus. If I want Star Trek, I've got to go to Paramount. If I want Wonder Woman or the DC Universe, I've then got to go across to Warner Brothers. And that's already building up this, the uh, subscriptions. On top of that as well, mm. if you've got Sky TV or say you want to watch... Uh, you want to watch the new Mark Millar stuff. Mark Miller, sorry. Stuff. That's exclusive to Netflix because Netflix wow. owns them. So... This is, again, I want to sing the praises of the website whose name I've just forgotten that tells you, based on upon your region, searching for a show, what platform it's available on to watch or rent or stream yeah. or purchase. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot the name of the website. What was it? Uh, I know the website you're on about. Because I just have it. I just have it literally shortcut on my phone. Let me go to my cell phone. 
Like, without that, I don't know how I'd function. And despite me saying that, I can never remember the name of the person on the website. <laughs> well, that's like... It's like, it's, like, it's like the splash screen on my phone. Well, I mean, that's like we've got the Snyder Cut coming out two, oh, two, yes. two three weeks' time on HBO Max in the States because uh, yesterday they put out a couple of uh, character-specific trailers in black and white. Snyder, get Again, off your high even, horse. But even then, we don't know how we're even getting Snyder's, them. yeah. Even Snyder said the international distribution of it is a bloody joke. I mean, that's what, those were his exact words. He's like, I don't know how folk in other countries are going to see my masterpiece. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> how am I going to see your masterpiece? Man? How am I going to see your... The website is called justwatch.com. Yeah, just so all you do is set your region, you can search for anything, and it tells you how to watch it in your region. Yeah. Definitely. Be Definitely. It. Stream it through this, stream it through that, rent it through that service, so on and so forth. So it'll be interesting. But yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited for the Snyder Cut, and there's no method for me to watch it. Yeah, see, this is kind of my argument for physical media at this point, because I had a subscription... I can't even buy on bloody physical media! <laughs> No, but if it were to make it available on physical media, I mean, this is going to always be my argument because streaming services and streaming platforms will always have a small amount, selectively, specifically curated stuff you want to watch. So if you're in the mood one day, you go, oh, I really fancy watching, I don't know, example, Power Rangers. Flash. Power Rangers, the movie. Yeah. It's not going to necessarily. It's not necessarily going to be available on certain streaming platforms because, again, it's specifically curated content. Whereas with the physical media, you've always got it with you. So even if you get an urge and you go, "Ah, oh, I can't watch it. I'm going to have to settle for, I don't know, like Hereditary or something." Just thinking because it's not long come out on Netflix. Um, I'm going to have to settle for that. And the thing is with streaming platforms as well. If you want to go into deep dive into classic cinema, so say you want to watch a film noir classic like The Third Man from like which is from like nineteen forty something or whatever, I can't remember off the top of my head. It, it largely won't be available. You'll have to pay to rent it, and it should really be all in yeah. with the streaming services. But again, because they're so insular, looking at the last 10, 15 years or whatever of films and content you're not going to get the wide variety. But, I mean, this is a discussion for another episode, I think, possibly, yeah. later down the line. I, I was, just just to clarify for you, you can watch Mighty Morphin, the Power Rangers movie, on Amazon for £2.49 in the UK, and you can watch... Did we say Hereditary was your other yep. choice? Using this brilliant website, I can tell you that, firstly, I can't spell Hereditary... <laughs> And secondly, in the UK, you can stream that on Netflix. No, sorry, that's just for subtitles. No, that's stupid. You would have to, again, purchase that from Amazon for £2.49 on a rental per scheme, or YouTube, or Google Play, or something called Raken. Oh, Raken, yeah, what used to be Play.com, yeah. Is that what that, that is? That used to right. be Play.com. They got bought out by Rakuten. Hey. Yeah. Gotcha. But like I say, if you're already paying for Amazon Prime, why isn't it included in the Amazon Prime? Why have you then got to pay an extra yeah. 
two pound forty nine to rent it or whatever. It's mad. Because they're wankers. It, it's Alexa. Why are Amazon wankers? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like I say, this whole streaming thing and versus physical media—that's for a whole different episode later down the line. Because I could speak hours ad nauseum about physical media and such. So, yeah, we'll, I think yeah. we'll move on from that. Um, I mean, in terms of other stuff that's kind of happened the last month, I can't honestly say I anything sort of springs to mind. Have you got anything else for us, Matt? Well, I finished uh, another video game, which will be featuring a featuring in a brand new Late to the Party episode in a couple of months' time. Excellent, cool. Uh, not not the next one scheduled; it'll be the one thereafter. Yeah, excellent. So I think we should probably try start sort of wrapping up and looking at the next couple of weeks of the podcast. I think sounds like a good idea. What do we think? Yeah, tell 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 everybody okay all of the things so like i say time of recording uh we're like i say we're we're uh sunday march new episodes gone out it's the fan edit episode part one uh part two is not going to be for a little only while. if you do your homework of course yeah i was going to say because not to spoil that episode part two will be coming out in a month two months time because as matt's already said i've been given homework uh, so date of release we're we're going to be Wednesday so if you're listening to this day of release thank you very much we love you uh, upcoming episode on Sunday is going to be a collaboration episode Ooh, exciting stuff second collaboration collaboration it's a uh, film episode we're going to be looking at The Wicker Man 2006 <laughs> at time of recording i haven't watched it back yet and done the commentary so that's going to be a fun evening tomorrow <laughs> uh, yeah so i've already got uh the guests lined up for that they've already done their part so thank you very much to them you will find out who it is on sunday uh we so you slacking on more homework no 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 i've i've not done it yet <laughs> work's been busy last few weeks cut mm. me some slack I, I needed some time to think Moving on from that, week after I think is probably going to be a, mu- a music episode. No idea what it is yet, but we will find out. There's going to be more Twitch streams, because I did a Twitch stream last week. It was Rogue Trooper Redo. My word, that game is full of jank, but it's fun, so I'm going to be finishing that at some point. We do love some jank. We do like jank, uh, so I'm going to be finished that on Twitch at some point. Hopefully, provided we also need to do. No, I'm going to cut in right there. We also need to finish Resident Evil Five that we started streaming damn near a year ago. <laughs> yes, hint, hint. Yes, we're going to finish it. Need that platinum trophy. Okay. Need to finish. I'm professional. Yes, we're going to finish that. Come on, we're going to finish it. Don't worry. Let's open your diary right now on the stream. <laughs> Pencil that in. I will do it afterwards. Uh, provided I can get yeah. this capture card working properly you've probably seen the test streams during the week hopefully going to be able to do some more retro streams which I'm really looking forward to provided I can get the damn thing working because I've got a couple of games I really want to stream with you uh, everybody watching including the mythical fabled Donkey Kong uh, what's it called god damn it Donkey Konga stream Bongo stream there is nothing sexual about that phrase at all (laughs) do not be alarmed (laughs) I have actual working uh, 
Donkey Konga bongos. So looking forward to playing that on stream and looking like a right tit. Uh, Dave's going to get his bongos out. Damn straight, I'm going to play them bongos. Ooh, uh, ooh. Uh. Uh, moving on from that, I'm very happy to announce we're going to be doing a theme month. Are we? We're, we're doing a theme month. I haven't decided whether it's going to be uh, April or May, but it will coincide with a certain film uh, coming out. Uh, are you going to to give any hints towards uh, what that theme month is, or are we going to leave that as a complete surprise? Um, I think we can give a a small, so so small hint. Uh, okay, how about I provide a line of dialogue without context? I will. You can provide that, and I will provide you with a song from the soundtrack. How does that feel? So, I, I I agree with your proposal. Okay. So, my line of dialogue, use the element which brings life. Jesus Christ, make it more obvious, why don't you? <laughs> I'll, give you I'll give you a track from the soundtrack, uh, because I'm looking at it right now. Uh, actually, no, I'm not going to give you the name of the track. I'll, I'll just tell you who is on the soundtrack. Uh, so, Tracy Lords is on the soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, so, Random. so, yeah, that's the thing that we're doing. So, basically, the theme month, we're going to cover an album soundtrack, namely. We're going to cover a video game. A movie. We're going to cover a, a, we're gonna cover a game. We're going to cover movie or movies. Which may or may definitely plural. Which may or may not spark a new mini series that happen in theme month. If you're lucky, we'll see how it goes. So, quite looking forward to that. If you, if anybody has any ideas, uh, things they want to see, things they want to hear on the podcast, get in contact. Um, I'm just all stream or all stream, all stream. Uh, plug it, plug it, down plug here. it. Down here, I'm pointing. Look at me pointing. You can't hear He's this at home. Pointing. But I'm pointing. I'm pointing at the stuff down below on the stream, which is uh, the Facebook page, which is Anyone Pod. Uh, on Twitter as at Anyone Podcast. There is an email, which is Anyone for Seconds at Gmail dot com, where longer rants and considerations can be sent. Please do. This is a big mini episode. <laughs> It, it's not that mini. It's, I think it's because um, the content dick got out earlier it, and it's just been everywhere. Oh. We need to move away from that metaphor. Yeah. yeah, pretend I didn't say that. Yeah. Oh, that was the other thing I said. I should have said. <laughs> Damn. Damn. You've cut off the recording now, haven't you? No, this is... No, 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 no. You haven't. Recording is still going. The audio recording is still well, going. That's it, still cool, going. Cool, cool, cool. We'll, well, we'll cut it. Live. It'll be fine. <laughs> we'll do it in the we'll, edit. It'll be fine. We'll cut all this shit. It's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, looking yeah, at doing yeah. a... Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I'm looking at doing a potential watch-along. Uh, we starting the 22nd of March. There's going to be a poll out on the Twitters and... I will link it on the Facebooks as well. I want everybody to get involved and, and vote um, so we can do a live watching along again. I'm thinking possibly some early Peter Jackson. Possibly. Not entirely so surely what. what? 
early Peter Jackson would be, so let me think. So that'd be Fellowship, no. Towers, no. and Return. No, 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 no. Well, we're not doing a new Hobbit trilogy. No, Christ. no, 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 no. So I'm talking proper early Peter Jackson. Good Peter Jackson, in quotes. So I'm thinking possibly maybe Bad Taste. I'm thinking possibly Meet the Feebles. Possibly even Brain Dead. Not entirely sure yet. Uh, seriously considering doing Meet the Feebles because Meet the Feebles is fun. It's wrong. It's not particularly aged well, but it's fun nonetheless. So possibly looking at doing that one. Put it to the poll. Indeed, yes. And obviously you will all get a say about what we watch next time. <laughs>